Oh, it's your favorite time of the week. All your work is done, and it's time to relax. So come, grab some friends, and let's get lit and join the rotation. You are now in the rotation with Suncoast Normal. We are your host, your Suncoast Normal Executive Board, and we say it's time to legalize it. coming now before all you q guys start soiling your underwear we're not talking about that storm we're talking about something less serious like a hurricane <laughs> but we're here hurricane <laughs> he loves it when i speak spanish let's go ahead and go with that hardly okay yeah we'll get this show started don't worry you heard the, the storm is coming what do you do jump into a rotation Let's just say that there is a lot of shit going down. <laughs> you got to get better with that with the button. <laughs> he actually has a button right now. Where if any of us end the swear, no fucking point in in. Oh wait, there's no. Hitting the record button now. There's no point in recording it for now because we already done There's so much shit that goes into like Google podcasts in there that it's, it's hot. Yeah. Even though Carlos uh, talks a lot of shit about Marvel movies, that does not necessarily make him a computer geek. I love Marvel. I thought it was the cool thing to start listening to Marvel movies. No, no, no. I'm not cool though. But the problem is. There's no really religious characters in Marvel movies. Maybe that's the issue. And if, if they have to besides Doctor uh, Strange, uh, it's always not. I don't right? give a shit about the Doctor Strange. Oh, he's always not. Yeah, and Thor is not. So, if Thor was God, does that mean that there's nobody who's really cool? Well, God just exists. Oh, okay. It's part of, you know, like, Thing is, like, that's why I like Arthur Strange. Arthur Strange started as an atheist, yes. and then he started to learn and grow, and then he found out, holy shit, there actually is uh, a mystic art, and then he a master of it, and then he became a wizard. That's right. Because he, 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 he uh, embraced Eastern religion. Yeah, you know. I embraced Eastern philosophy. Yeah, that old time Eastern religion. Because that is where cannabis actually started. Yeah. As far as his worldview is concerned, I like this. Are we going to get historical now? In, in, uh, in, in uh, prehistoric times, that's where it was. It was kept in Eastern Asia. And of course, uh, <laughs> the good Hindi folks always believe that, that uh, their god brought it down to the mountains. Non-fucked up condition 
of the rotation. I, I feel like I got to explain like what's going on, right? <laughs> if we're confusing you, it's because you're big. So uh, we have an interview with Carla Hernandez, lieutenant governor, and uh, we were originally were just going to replace it. And like, through Keno, and, and that's the reason why Keno is not here. Keno thought we were going to have to pay off. But Jerry was like, you want to go on? And I was like, damn it, I'll do the time if you can. No, no problem. I'll do the time if you can't do the time. So it's, it's looking like, you know, like everything's going great with Philip and, and, and whatnot. And I'm very proud of everything that we've accomplished here. But we're here to talk about marijuana, not mushrooms. So we, we can we can talk I like that if you like. I, I, I like the, the whole idea of going I love it. And um, yeah, let's, let's see. do you have any other fun facts? You are a bit of a historian of cannabis, aren't you? Yeah, that I am. Yeah. Yeah. I love doing that kind of, in, uh, of inspiring research. Uh-huh. Like, for instance, that the, uh, there, there was false news about cannabis going back two centuries, talking about the fact that people were saying that the word hashish is actually uh, another version of the word assassin. Oh, yeah? Because they <laughs> claim that there are people who who being seen assassins who are being given cannabis to make themselves believe they were invincible therefore become fantastic. That is not true. <laughs> I would venture to say that if they use enough cannabis, they said, go out and kill that guy, you'd say, give me a minute, man. Okay. Yeah. I just gotta like, finish this dab. What that me. what did that guy ever do to you, man? <laughs> what did he ever do to you? That's basically I think make love not war. I'd like to think of any substance that adds towards the nonviolent view of the world. I think that would be cannabis and that's why I believe it's God's gift. I, I believe uh, that <laughs> cannabis is, is pretty amazing, too. I was actually, like, I, I like, broke down talking to the other day where, like, you know, she was in here talking about mushrooms and whatnot, and she was like, that's a type of product. And I was like, yeah. I went, and, and I, like, broke down. I was like, you know what? To be honest with you, though, like, cannabis is my plant. You know, if there's any plant that I feel is more synergistic, at least with my body, I think with the human body, I would say, um, there's nothing more beneficial and uh, looking at the history of cannabis and, and the way that it's been in most medicine, we're literally sitting next to uh, a copy of the, the pepper or some clothes, you know, how it was in most medicine and most food, uh, most of our stuff, and, and um, you know, and, and how that was basically uh, part of our health before uh, that happened now called modern medicine. <laughs> and modern corporate greed. That's not the good modern thing. corporate greed. Um, uh, yeah. At one point in time, corporations were called government. Uh, <laughs> and uh, the uh, the history of hemp really did change nations. Yeah. It, it, it was integral to the history of Europe, the economy of Europe in the Middle Ages. Uh, and that's why nations actually fought over the right to use it, in particular France and Russia and England. It was the reason why we got involved in the War of 1812 because uh, the English couldn't do crap about growing hemp that well over in England. We were growing it for them here in the States, and we were, we were considering ourselves neutral in the uh, war between the French and the, uh, and the Russians. Uh, Napoleon really got tested. He had made some kind of a deal with, with French and Russia, not to deal with England, uh, and uh, that we were actually working with England, actually sending them rope and things of that sort, and that is why France. Really? 
as the way it is. You look at it in uh, in the old literature, like the uh, war. I, I, I am not a historian. <laughs> I, right. I did not read the other. Ah, the best time I, I heard that. that. That is about as much as I remember from the entire book. Because I fell asleep after page two, I think it was. But sometimes only those books are No, seriously, I read the whole thing back to back. I think I read it backwards. It made more sense. <laughs> I can miss a lot of and how I probably hear it like and if they're, if they're good. I, mean, I, I don't know. Yeah, we, sometimes we get some comments that are really mean spirited, which is fine because uh, no, they, they, people obviously need, need, need more cannabis. They, 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 there's a lot of long comments. Workplace protection in Florida. There's no like, there's nothing there. So, workplace protection in Florida. I'm sure workplace protection is a big issue. That's correct. I would think that, 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 that is a big issue. We have been championing it for years. We've actually gotten bills filed the last three sessions on a workplace bill, which basically says that if you are a person with a disabling condition, therefore you go under the Americans with Disabilities Act, and you should be getting accommodations at work, and therefore you should be allowed to use it uh, off hours so that you can function properly and so that your performance will increase. It's all about the performance, and not necessarily about whether or not it's standable or not. Because you can actually have a prescription that got to go away. Even if you're in construction, right? Because you see the guy on TV talking about uh, he gets uh, he gets constipated because of all the oxycontin he's taking his work. And uh, I, I worry about his construction. Maybe that's why you know Disney's opera house is the way it does. Uh, but the doctor says you can take it. What's that? The doctor says you can take it on oxycontin or Absolutely, absolutely. That's awesome. Well, I, I think that we also have to get this test. One other big thing in regards to the cannabis industry is that when I was working at the very beginning, I was concentrating simply on patient access to medicine. That was the ultimate goal, that was the objective of the mission of the business. I didn't think about the corporate tsunami kind of keeping up behind us, taking over. And yet I was listening to one of my favorite podcasts, Drunk Business, with Matt Meridian, and he actually was talking to uh, Zach Cummins, who is the new CEO of Florida, all about the, uh, the situation here in Florida. Matt, if, you, if you're listening, fuck you. <laughs> um, I think you should be talking to us, because we're on the ground floor, and we don't have a profit motive for everything that we're talking about. Now, granted, your show is called Blunt Business. I get that. But, uh, not that case. <laughs> or what? He does have a show. He, I got to, yeah. he, puts um, out, he puts out a lot of videos, but uh, most of them are not. No, it, it is pretty like when, when everything started with the back in the day, uh, I reached the MS2, saw it as like something like California. So I actually ended up really moving from California. And uh, and, and uh, it, it's crazy how uh, if you read Amendment Two, it really does give good guidelines. On, you know, it's, it's, it's pretty broad. But at Oaks today, I'm kind of wondering if you're skipping out on tuition. <laughs> no, I 
So it, it's essentially breaking down like that. You know? um, but yeah, it, it got taken by you know Florida's government and security. Well, I mean, there's you know, and, and probably not even honored. Okay? Like, words matter, uh, and generally, the way that you word an amendment, you use for you or against you, based on how the judges uh, look at it. The whole basis of the defeat of the home grow bill was the fact that Amendment 2 delineated the word use in MCC. How does that make any sense to you? Not really. It doesn't do the most use. But basically, what they're saying is that use involves the ability to, to cultivate the plant. And it, it gave that right to the MMCCs, and therefore, they can't just give it to the, uh, the patient. They can't just tell you, say that, well, you can't home grow because the amendment, the constitutional amendment, says the use belongs to the MMPC. So they're the only ones who can actually cultivate. And that's how it happens. If it doesn't sound, sound crazy to you, then, uh, well, <clears throat> talk to a lawyer. So, so essentially, I mean, it, it, it's pretty evident that it happens at the because those are the folks, uh, like the governor, who actually appoint the judges to make these kind of interpretive decisions. Yeah. Plus, in fact, that particular uh, uh, court, it was pretty much appointed by mostly Scots uh, and some by <coughs> some by Chris, and also <coughs> others by uh, the Satanists. Yeah. Now, I'm not going to knock down DeSantis for at least five minutes. <laughs> we, we've got other things we got to go after. Got a lot of captions. Okay, absolutely. Um, that's, the, that's the official that translation from the Italian. But that, that, it really is important. Like, I, I, I really, you know, like, I, as far as uh, like the part I play on the show, other than, you know, engineer, okay. um, you know, like, I, I, you know, I'm just a stoner or whatever. And, but, like, I Jose have to, stoner. I have to, you Jose knows what you need. I have to pay attention more than ever on who's put in office. We really could lose cannabis for that. So, yeah. Very, very good. Yeah, I mean, and the candidates that we've been showcasing now for the last uh, couple months, and we still have about five more weeks to continue doing that, and we will.
but what you plan on doing different. And I don't think it's involves getting everybody to it. Or, or, or having a or having a executive in the vodka industry or the Coca Cola industry in the industry. That whole wiggly that whole wiggly thing. MSOs, they have control of the, in the business end of it. And that, and unfortunately, Florida's laws have made it so you have to be big business in the, in the business. But folks like Carlos, I mean, I remember when this whole thing started out, I was getting a protocol for South Country saying, I want to open up a mom and pop in Florida as soon as they have a medical uh, cannabis. And I said, well, you know, the group of family that doesn't look that way because they are teaching this situation so you're going to have to be a millionaire. Or, or have access to the millionaires in order to get your business up online. And that is the greatest of all. I mean, even just the one, one minority license in Boston, South Carolina, made it harder and harder even just to get an application. That's why there was only 12 applicants with one single minority license here in Florida. I think it had to be five years in this thing, all types of members of the class. And how do you think this class? Farmers in the 1990s were retiring. Texas is one. Mr. Jen, who's a fire standard for your house, eight individuals, Texas is nine years old. I think it's wonderful.
know who all the candidates are, no matter where you are in the country. We're seeing as much as we possibly can. Go back and take a look at the archives we have on our show on YouTube, the other podcast stations. Take a look at the candidates who interviewed themselves. You know basically where they sit. We've already lost some of them. Other ones that we got going. This interview we have later on today with the campaign for Lieutenant Governor, and we has been a very, very fresh perspective. that enthusiastic. He's from that section. He's not a politician. I he understands the concept of the hour. talking about responsible adult use, not one. And uh, it will be good to escape. It will be good to kill million You can't use it for that. You don't have rest of that. You're losing out on all of that tax money that you have in your pocket. And like the people who stand as well as that. We will make it happen. We will make it happen. We will get workplace protection. We will get medical protection from cancer stuff. Transplant medicine from nursing homes. We will use it in medicine that works for you. We will try to expand it the medical that they can be eligible, they don't, the doctors don't have to do huge amount of mental gymnastics to get to their heart, and possibly something intelligent, something like that. We're going to try to help them with that. There's limits to put on medical controlled back because they're not based on reality, they're based on something else about the good regulators. And we're also going to work on homicide. In a way that they will accept it. Now, here is going to be a ballot initiative. Ballot initiatives, they've made it so tough. There's even no, there's even that section that goes like this here. I say I tell on myself. But they put $10 million in this. They put $10 million in there. I have to just say that. You can say anything you want. I have that question. Oh,
so you know it is uh very awesome and an honor to be able to bring you this special episode of the rotation today because we actually have someone who has been making waves through the political headlines over the last uh, uh you know uh, you know uh, month and that is uh carla hernandez Montz, who is the lieutenant governor candidate uh for the democratic party uh, in florida and so carla welcome uh, to the rotation happy to have you in Listen, I am super pumped so much. It's always a pleasure to, you know, be here and, and get to talk to the community and people about issues. Of well, we are we are so happy to have you. You know, um, when it comes to, uh, you know, the community and, and that we represent, um, you know, it, with uh, medical marijuana patients and, and cannabis users uh, in the state of Florida, um, you know, people are really politically active and they want to hear uh, from candidates. They want to, you know, uh, have candid conversations around the issues that are important to them. And so we're very happy to have you join us today. Um, for those of you who may not know, I'm going to do quick introductions. I am our executive director, Christopher Cano. Um, I'm here in the D.C. area right now. And then, of course, uh, back in our home studio in Ybor City at Chillum uh, Mushroom and Hemp Dispensary after reading and Glass Gallery <laughs> is our deputy director, Carlos Ramita. Carlos, how are you doing today? Doing good, doing good. We're very busy with, with everything going on with the mushrooms right now, but uh, happy to take some time to come in. I literally like stop helping customers to come in and talk to our, our new lieutenant governor. So I'm the luckiest man in the world. You know, I I love how you speak that into existence, right? Like this is going to be our next lieutenant governor. It has uh, to be. It has <laughs> to be. Because, uh, you know, for the past four years, uh, we have seen an, an administration uh, that has really left people behind. And, and it, it's sad. You know, Ron DeSantis' administration has four years to get our medical marijuana system running to where sick people can get safe access to affordable medicine. That is not the reality that patients are facing today. And a lot of other things seem to have taken up his attention. And a lot of it is political theater. We saw it when uh, he pulled together Matt Gates and John Morgan several years ago, and he was doing political theater over the right to us to to have smokable flour in the state of Florida as patients. But since then, we've we've haven't heard a peep from him. As a matter of fact, he says he can't stand the smell of the marijuana flour, which he so uh, wanted to to have legalized. And instead, what we have seen is political theater from him time and time again, whether it's, um, you know, bashing USF students for wanting to be safe and wear a mask at one of his press conferences, or more recently, right. illegally human trafficking uh, refugees from Venezuela, from Texas, using Florida dollars and shipping them up to Massachusetts. And I, I got to say, Carla, you know, uh, 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 Carlos, myself, you all are all descendants of immigrants, uh, you know, all, all Latinos in the state of Florida. How did that make you feel when you saw that? Listen, it was... Um... Um, very bad, you know, one of the things that makes Florida so amazing is that we're so diverse, you know, population is made of immigrants and, and, you know, we come here, my parents came here uh, uh, to give me this American dream and make sure that I gave back to the community as well, which is why I became, see what he's doing and wasting taxpayer dollars doing it. I mean, 12 million line item that he put in his budget this year so that he can play games with people's lives that he is the leader of the state of florida it's horrible that he acts in this the amount of hate that he has 50 immigrants that are seeking um running a country that is authoritarian that doesn't provide them with 
with the things that they need and they're coming here them on a plane spent taxpayer dollars for political stunt and you know um you know in the 1960s there was something called the reverse freedom rights where racist would send african-american families to the north um promising them on housing and jobs and very much very similar to what happened with the venezuelans you know it's all a sign for us i mean this man has no ideas he has no one he's antiquated and he's trying to take us back not, not just with his immigration policies and these also with how he thinks he can treat women when he wants to take away our, our freedoms uh, and about our bodies with their families and so you know we have to fight for women's uh, choice for immigrants we have to fight for cannabis i mean there's so many things that are on the line and we know that he's you know he's neglecting communities he, he's trying to distract us with uh you know things that aren't we talk about real, real issues like affordability affordability is another big topic so i'm thrilled to kind of people i'm gonna take you on the road <laughs> we're gonna do this more often um uh, but yeah you know now and there's a lot that the community needs to know about So Carlos, you know, um, I know you always bring a, a non-political point of view, but as you, see, you become more and more frustrated with the, you know, how you see politicians treat medical marijuana as a political football, what are your thoughts on the Ron DeSantis administration over the past four years? I mean, I, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, here's the thing is that I, I find myself as a business owner, I really do find myself uh, economically thinking uh, more conservative than most people. And I hate that if we're going to vote for economic policy, we have to fucking deal with somebody that's like so rude, so obviously evil, so like, I, it, it, Carla, we, I, I, I spoke to you about uh, my ethnicity that I'm Cuban earlier earlier in the show and like as you know a lot of Cubans are for DeSantis and my father uh, is loves me and my sister so much my sister my sister's a lesbian and yet my father is absolutely convinced that Ron DeSantis is for homosexual rights and he's absolutely convinced that Ron DeSantis is going to legalize marijuana and like there's co cognitive dissonance there <laughs> you know what i mean like you've got to you, you're fighting logic essentially you're fighting illogical people like you're you got to get illogical people on your side and my yeah. my thing is is like this is why we need charlie chris and this is why we need you as 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 lieutenant governor and this is why we need um to change things here in florida because like these people are are controlling us without thinking without yeah. any real reasoning behind it, you know through scare, scare tactics and rhetoric and we need somebody logical in there and like I, I i don't know what what is your plan like how how do you get uh, like i don't i don't want to talk shit about conservative people i've kind of been doing that already um, but i mean how how carla carla can you tell me how can you get some somebody that's suffering from cognitive dissonance 
to want to make the right choice and uh, vote for marijuana legalization by voting the right administration in. We voted for marijuana legalization in this country or in the in in the state we voted for medical marijuana in the state at a record number and we still haven't really gotten it you know we've got it in a pricey system and like how can we get the right people in to control our marijuana system that's a great question and you know you're absolutely right there is cognitive dissonance and deep and it's also very methodical um i don't know how aware you are in our school board and school board races but think about this and and this is something that that's a cuban community because we know that the cuban community has been fleeing communism come here to the united states and you know has been a, a very important part of, of a lot of community development and you know just the prosperity of our, of our state but acts like a wannabe dictator his, his tyrannical attitude, the uh, communities, um, the way he treats people, his cruel and inhumane um, attitude. But not only that, I, I want to give you, and especially maybe this is a talking point that you can share with your your family members and other folks that you know. He is on a rampage. Um, this is what happened in Cuba, right? You keep communities yeah. from knowing ignorant communities right you make sure that there is not access to knowledge um he's my, my i'm sorry to cut you off carla but my father was put was a political prisoner in cuba he was put in prison for 11 days simply for saying i don't know this castro guys that that you know like he said something to to that effect i don't know this castro guys all that he's he said he was Right. He just said that at work one day and he was thrown in prison for 11 days. Like, I'm not I'm not saying that. Uh, honestly, I, I've read what communism is and I know that what's happening in Cuba isn't exactly communism. It's more of a totalitarian system. And that's what DeSantis is trying to do instead of saying, um, you know, this DeSantis guy, like, you can't say gay in school. You, you know what I mean? They're burning books. Like, you know, the guy has his own police force. Like, what's going on? I'm sorry to cut you off. You no, you're absolutely right. That's part of the conversation. You know, I think that that's exactly what on, like, secret police, uh, where he's arresting people who thought they had the right to do something. He told them that they had this right. Um, you know, he's banning books, he's censoring, he doesn't want us to treat, to, to teach with authenticity and, and truth. And, you know, the characteristics of things that have happened even in, in Cuba. And, you know, I think that if people understand that he's doing his position on things, how's, how he, he is oppressing people, he gerrymandered two African-American congressional districts this legislative session that means out these are two, two african-american congressional districts that can no, no longer have our voting block to re represent them um he, he doesn't want people to have power um, you know andrew uh when when well, he's removed people he's removed the, the sheriff school board members again these are all types of dictatorial types and actions um, that we've seen in the past in Nicaragua, 
Nicaragua, in Cuba. And I think that if you are able to have a conversation like that with your family, you know, with folks from, um, you know, Central and South America, the Caribbean, that are here as refugees, you know, justice, and of course, you know, the American dream, I think it makes a lot of sense if you just point, didn't catch these things when we were living in these countries. Let's not mess it up. Let's make sure that we things as they're happening right now and that we see the red flags. Um, but, you know, it really is. Um, and he, we know that he does not, um, he's, he does not like gay people, the LGBTQ plus community. He was very um, focused on making sure that, and it's having the exact effect um, that he, he expected it to have. Um, two weeks ago in Miami-Dade County Public Schools, a resolution that has passed every year, October, as LGBTQ History Month. That's all it is. It's always been that way. We've all of a sudden, this year, it failed. There was only one school board member that voted in favor of it. Everybody. So, you know, teachers who have worked so hard to, you know, not only give children the, the best access to, you know, high-quality education, have wanted to make sure that their class, that every Every child, no matter their ethnicity, their zip code, their, their gender, their race, get access to you know high quality education and feel safe. And now we're that we can't keep you know we can't create safe spaces for children. And it's horrible if you treat children treat public education in that manner, uh, where you're taking things from from people, you're taking away funding public education. You have to know that the person. And not only is number one wrong, and what are what the priorities are of that person are obviously not in line with building community. And so, so um, I think that those are real conversations that you you can have, and that you know other people in, in our. So Carla, we know that you you and Charlie are the right people for the job. We know DeSantis isn't. Um, what is it once you guys not if once you guys are elected? Right. Uh, what are you guys going to do to reform the marijuana movement here in Florida? Well, look, um, you know, we want to make sure that it is fully legalized. Um, we think yeah. that folks should have access, um, you know, to, um, you know, you know, free from pain. If it's a medical marijuana card, uh, expunging anybody who's been penalized for something that should have never been. Uh, you know, criminally charged. I mean, there's so about, about the system and the prison system and how it's failed black and brown communities. There are things that all communities do, right? And marijuana is one of those things, you know, there's no difference in race. Uh, you know, folks have been using it. Folks need it's part of, you know, just the, the way of life for a lot of people. And so, you know, not only is it legalized, fully legalized, but that we also help people that have been through no fault of their own. We have to make sure that we expunge that as well. That's awesome, Carla. I don't know if you noticed uh, because we were like smaller boxes just a second ago, but <laughs> Gary's here now. <laughs> yeah, finally. <laughs> oh, geez. What's going on? With Having you? successfully fought Tampa traffic. Uh, I'm I'm finally here, and I'm so glad uh, that, that you're here, Carla, because we we really do see. Uh, first off, 
Sí se puede. Absolutely. We, 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 we can do this because uh, it has to be done. I mean, it, it starts out as a, as a political thing, but now it's becoming practically a necessity, especially over the last uh, year. I mean, when DeSantis came into office at the beginning, he had a lot of goodwill. He built up a lot of goodwill. We, we all said, well, maybe he's, he, he is the, the good guy. But as time went on, <laughs> uh, we, we didn't, we didn't see all the videos exactly we didn't see all the videos of him uh, in the tea party I, we saw one the other day where he, for some odd reason he was spitting on a disabled person when he was uh, in the tea party I, these kind of things are, are popping up right now but wow. he, he talks about freedom and yet he talks about taking away freedom at the same time uh, just for instance I mean you were teacher of the year in, in in Miami-Dade County. He's a, a uh, product of the Broward County School, so you can't blame him for too much. <laughs> I don't even know where I am right now. <laughs> but the, the, the constant saying that, you know, parents should have more say over the curriculum than, than teachers and principals. We're supposed to be teaching your kids and at sometimes teaching the parents too. I've noticed that in a lot of Hispanic communities that <clears throat> the, 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 the especially when I was living in Ohio and other, and other places, that oftentimes the kids would come home from school and they'd tell their parents what they learned at school. And sometimes the parents would learn from that. But here they're saying, no, parents always know more than the teachers do. And I find that to be a, a kind of a dangerous thing, a dangerous way to, to, to place things. And how are we going to get come back from where we are right now, where we have teachers going to school board meetings and telling them, no, this is how you should be teaching our, our kids. These are the things you should be teaching them, even if these things are blatantly false. Gary, thank you so much for that question. Um, I think it's so important what's happening across the entire state. Um, first of all, teachers have always been allies with parents. Know that it takes a village, and that the village is us being allies and working together to improve of our kids, right, of our students, of your babies. And, and so, you know, we that's why PTAs have student associations have existed because we've always wanted that collaboration and that communication so it's crazy idea that you know it doesn't exist or that we don't want it is absurd because tradition that all, all schools have a PTSA what we're seeing is MAGA extremes are you know far extremist groups that are coming into our school boards and come they're creating disruption because they're trying trying to change the narrative. They don't want to talk about real issues. They want to turn it, turn them into something fantastical. Um, when you have, you're absolutely right, because parents for a long time have been uh, learning with their kids, right? Um, you know, we, we from different uh, countries, from different places, many times they're even learning the language. And so we see, and we saw it in a major way when we were in the middle of the pandemic, and we were on, when we could see the parents, we could see into their homes, we could, we could see them taking notes, we could hear them asking quite came super, you know, really, really relevant. But, but, you know, we have a, a governor who education. We're 48th out of 50 states, 48th in the nation. And so he wants us to be cheap labor. Um, he doesn't want to give, um, he, he wants to ban books. He wants to censor teachers. I mean, did you know that he does, and he's trying to change the narrative so that we don't say the word slave 
slavery, but call it involuntary relocation. I mean, get out of here with that. You know, we're truth tellers and we have to say the good, the bad, same mistakes that our ancestors have made in this country. And so, um, you know, but because all he's thinking about is being in the White House. That's all he cares about. He's He's campaigning because he wants to be in the the White House in 2024, and we can't let him do that. So I mobilize. We have to organize. These are our issues. Everybody knows that there's so many things that we get our people out to vote, and we need to do that. It's two weeks. I keep on telling people: absentee ballots, early voting starts in two weeks. Uh, dropping people need to know what the issues are. People need to know who the candidates are that care about their issue that we get the message out. I think what we should also um, get uh, in more into the churches. I mean, I know that, that there's been a kind of a, a sway from the Catholic Church to the evangelical churches, but still, I mean, we, we've always had souls to the polls for, for many years, but I think that we missed in going into all these iglesias that how is these people that obviously need to have more education in regards to what is going on and, and who's to vote for when, you, when you're eligible to vote. And, and these people are, are, are just being missed, I think. And we need to get more of them to, uh, to vote. No, I, I think you're, you know, Gary, you're so cute when you speak Spanish. We get into the iglesia. One, one thing that we, we, we really need to address is the fact that the culture wars that Ron DeSantis is looking to lead, it, it goes much farther back than any of us, right? And, and, and the people he's looking to appeal to are playing this long game. And when I say that is that public education has been the main driver of at least two to three generations in this country where we, we, we don't you know, treat each other with racial hatred. Right. Millennials, I can say, it, it, you know, Gen Xers, Millennials and Gen Z, the, those those three voting blocks are, are the ones, you know, Gen, Gen, Gen Xers had, a, you know, especially the earlier ones dealt with integration of their school system. But, you know, for Millennials, for a lot of us born in the 80s, like myself and like Carlos, we didn't grow up with those racial divides. We didn't grow up with with separate water fountains. We didn't, we, you know, at, at most, we, we, you know, we still had forced desegregation through busing. But this long game that they're playing by attacking school boards, by attacking teachers, by attacking public education and attempting to reduce the faith that we have in those institutions is, is, is just their way of being able to say, oh, well, these things don't work or, oh, look, you know, making teachers an enemy is wrong and it, it, it in so many ways infuriates me carla you you as the head of the teachers union you know i, I know that, that that must strike you i mean ron DeSantis is anti-union and anti-teacher so i know he's already had two strikes in your book so so tell us a little bit more of them you know how, how do we combat this long game of, of trying to you know really uh devalue education in the state of florida and devalue teachers you know in which he's trying to do but at the same time he loves to take credit for bonuses that he can give to teachers that come from money that biden sent him right <laughs> right right people that, that we're 48th in the nation in terms of you know our teacher pay uh florida has vacancies that's nine thousand classrooms without a permanent teacher we're doing permanent self-inflicted wounds he has created that he has made it you know just to to be in a profession that so many people care and honor uh, but unfortunately 
he's like you're saying. Um, and that's why, you know, Charlie's a genius, you know, he not only has a big and building people up and, you know, making sure that we're stronger together, but, you know, he also, if, if this governor is going to attack education and people who I believe on this earth, because teachers are just amazing, uh, if he's going to go ahead and attack them, then I'm going to embrace them. An LG who represents people, who, rec who represents a working class, who is a, who has been a freedom fighter and who cares about education and making sure that kids have a high-quality high education on the ticket. And so, you know, that's what I do. I teach. And so, you know, to earlier, um, you know, my, my role is very simple. I'm going to be in full that I teach people about what's on the ballot, the issues that we're hearing, um, the ability, right? Uh, uh, the insurance uh, costs are rising. People are being priced out of their homes. People are economic issues. Not, not these fake culture wars. Uh, nobody's indoctrinating children. Hey, like this is all fake stuff that he, he's creating because he has nothing. He wants to create fear and fear mongering and play these psychological warfare games. With people to address what's really on the ballot, and, and you know, talking about affordability, talking about making uh, and, and make do caps on the, the the rising insurance costs because people are being priced out. Talks, making sure that people understand that we are pro-choice, that we want people and autonomy and the freedom to de decide what they're going to do with their bodies. Uh, class citizens, uh, these are real issues and so you know we have to keep those things on them and you know, you know that's why I'm his running mate because I'm here to talk about issues I'm here to educate folks the right message gets across because we have to support our public schools we have to support our teachers um, you know public education is a democracy of our communities they're the cornerstone if we get everything else right because we're gonna build you know strong economies strong children, um, children who, whatever it is that they decide to do, are going to be able to take care of us one way or another. Me and you, but are going to get old. And that means that our kids are going to have to take care of us. You know, um, with you, you know, Now we have, all right, this is, this is why we're looking at the energy that I appreciate. Man, this is really like the
This has been The Rotation, and you have been a part of it. You can be a bigger part of it by joining Suncoast Normal. Suncoast Normal is an organization that can help you make the change that we all need. Go to the Suncoast Normal website and become a member, because that is how you become part of the change. You can find The Rotation podcast on both SoundCloud and iTunes. But you can always join us in the rotation at suncoastnormal.org. At that very website, you can join the cannabis movement by becoming a member of Suncoast Normal, gain access to cannabis events, cannabis info, Normal's legal network, and even a free membership to National, all by joining Suncoast Normal. That website again is suncoastnorml.org. You can also find us on social media at Suncoast Normal. Uh, find us on both Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube. And thank you, Gary. And good night. Good night.